0: Good morning, everybody. How's everybody doing? Good, good, good. Let me invite you to stay in this morning as we come in to worship. Uh, we're excited this morning. We had our student summer camp uh, this past week uh, called One Camp, where we partner with all of our network churches, churches that we're in relationship with. We have over 350 kids attend this year, plus about 150 leaders. This is The largest camp we've ever had this morning. We get to celebrate that. You get to hear just hear a little bit about about what happened here from some of our students, and then I'm going to share at the very end. But as we come in this morning, I want to encourage you to engage in worship. That's one of the things if you ask our students what did you love most about camp? Almost every single one of them will tell you we just love going after Jesus and worship. Every single night. As soon as they hit, as soon as we said amen to our pre-worship prayer, all the kids would just flood to the altar and just begin to worship and go after Jesus. And, man, it's just a beautiful picture, I think, of just a heart for God, but also just, man, what does heaven look like, but what can it look like here for hearts devoted to Jesus? And so this morning as we come in, I encourage you as we worship to give yourself in worship. I encourage you to to ask God to move, to speak, and to engage. I invite you just to welcome him in. So, Father, as we come into this moment, we just say, Jesus, have your way. Father, I'm asking that you would speak. I'm asking that you'd overwhelm us with your presence. Lord, I'm asking that God... We would enjoy you in worship, that God we would celebrate you i 'm asking Holy Spirit that you would that you would move in the lives of those who were here or those who can 't join us in person today, who are those who are joining us online i 'm asking God that you would meet them those who in our body who just got sick from going to camp, just going stay enough late hours, Lord, I pray that you would heal them, I pray you would move in their lives and I pray today, Lord, the works that you did in our students that God you would seal them, and I pray today is the works that you 're doing in our our lives as your people here at Vintage. We just say, Jesus, come. Come and do what you do. Have your way. Move in our lives, Jesus. Lord, awaken us. Overwhelm us with your presence. Father, we love you. We pray this in your name. Amen and amen. Let's worship this morning.
1: Isaiah 43, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I, even I, am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and remembers your sins no more. Lord, we bless you this morning. We just hang on to what you are doing in our students and in us as the body of Christ, Lord. We thank you for the new thing that you want to do. Lord, help us to perceive it, Lord. Lord, we invite you, God, to do whatever you want to do in our hearts, to clean out the old rotten gunk. Lord, and fill us with your spirit. Lord, direct our paths and our steps. Fill us afresh and anew today and have your way in our lives. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, Vintage. So glad to see you if you're joining us in person and also online. Hello. Welcome to Vintage this morning. You guys caught us at a great morning. If you're a guest with us this morning, we want to say hello to you and meet you. Um, So please uh, see we've got hospitality team here and we have a gift for you. So before you leave, if you would please see them, that would be amazing if you do not get our weekly email it'll keep you up to date on the life of vintage and everything going on so if you would scan that qr code that would be awesome or their connect cards look like this in the foyer and you can also fill out one of those that would be amazing but nonetheless we're super happy you're here and you can find us on facebook and instagram pretty regularly and we are on spotify also with all of our song bank of songs so that you can worship during the week with what we're going to be singing on sunday So thank you guys for being here. Um, We have a couple of announcements. Uh, First of all, we've got a lot of student ministry events coming up. And so I want to make sure you're aware we have a Braves game next Sunday. We leave right at 11 o'clock right after service. And we head down to the stadium for the Braves versus White Sox. Um, We do need an RSVP because we got to get tickets this week. So if you have a student rising six through college, we would love for them to join us. It's not super cheap. We're charging basically just for the ticket price, which is like $32. So not super cheap, but fun. And uh, so sign up for that. And uh, because of the expense of that and wanting your people to come, we have Day at the Lake, like right after that on Friday, July 21st. And for the first time ever, it's free. It's usually $25 to cover boat gas and things like that. But we are going to pay for that. So you guys can come, so invite your friends, everybody you know, come out. We're going to do, I think we landed on 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. We're going to grill out. The Pitzers are hosting us. We're going to be on the lake all day. We're going to have a middle school boat and a high school boat, hopefully. Um, So, yes. So we would love to know you're coming. So we have plenty of food and all that good stuff. Uh, We have the opening this week. It's a time that we get together and pray, and this is vintage-wide. It's going to be here. Aaron's going to lead us in that, and we would love for you guys to come bring your kids. We want to go after Jesus and what he's doing, so you're invited. Seven o'clock in this room, come. That would be amazing. We want him to awaken us to a deeper intimacy with him, and so we invite you to pursue that alongside of your vintage family lastly something super cool we're doing is called the vintage summer suppers and so one of the things we want to do is gather outside of sunday mornings. so we are we are vintage 242 which is from acts 242 which talks about the believers gathered together for prayer and worship and breaking bread together and so we want to live life like that we want to see each other outside of sunday mornings and we do that through small groups and also this really cool idea and so We have maybe five families right now that have signed up to host. And uh, so if you go to Vintage242.com, you look under events, you'll see this graphic, and then you can sign up for a night that works for you. Some of them are family-friendly. They're going to be kid-friendly. Bring your kids. Um, You'll know when you sign up kind of what your options are there. There are others in the works. And so I would encourage you, do not... Find friends to do this with that your, are they your tightest people. If you're in a small group already, don't talk to them about which night you're going to pick because there are other people that need to meet you. So um, we would just encourage you to be bold, go out there, be willing to meet people, and sign up for a summer supper. And if you're interested in hosting one, April, June SAR is your person. So uh, you can email her at April at vintage242.com. Or if you have questions about this event, that would be awesome. All right, guys. So that is it for announcements. You can tell a lot of us have these shirts on, which actually turned out pretty nice, right? They're our, our one-camp shirts, our summer camp. And this morning, we're going to start out by kind of telling you a little bit about the camp and then give an opportunity for our students and counselors to tell um, about God's movement in their lives. And I think that's important because it spurs our body on, right, to see what God's doing. So um, first of all, i put together just a couple of images to kind of give you a summary, a little bit of summary about the camp. So first one. This is kind of our quality family time. Every day we were able to tuck away as a vintage church. And top left is us. Uh, And then we were able to just, if you can see bottom right, able to powwow. We were able to unpack what were the messages, what were they going and learning, what were the questions they had about maybe any teaching they were unfamiliar with or questions they had just in general um, that was a really powerful time. We even were able to pray for one another, for healing in different areas. So that was really beautiful. It was my favorite time of the week was when we got together with our students. Next slide. One of the super things with someone who loves competition is that we won every event. So uh, whether it was pickleball, dodgeball, frisbee, what does that say down there? Volleyball, basketball. Spike ball, literally everything vintage came out for the win, which could not make me more proud of our people. I'm glad you learned things spiritually, but I'm mostly glad. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, anyway, we have the trophy for that. Okay, next. And then, lastly, we had there was just random awesome things they did all week. We had color wars. Um, you can see Simeon and Liam at the bottom there. We had Fourth of July stuff, hoedowns. Uh, Tate and Lola were Honey Mustard, small group leaders. And look here, bottom left, Toby, our own Toby. He led us in worship some. And it was really funny because he wasn't scheduled to lead worship. He was scheduled to be a counselor for our kids at Vintage, which he did. He was in a cabin, but they, like, sucked him in to lead worship, of course. And he did awesome. It was I was just so proud of our kid who went through our youth group here who's now leading worship. For many, many people. So anyway, those are just a couple brief highlights. It was like every night there was something awesome. During the day there was amazing teaching, um, just time together. Um, if you have questions, if you were at one camp, can you stand up real quick? Just stand up. Any of these people would love to tell you their experience and what God did. So ask them How about that. Just ask them about it. And uh, I'm going to transition to let Steve lead us into testimony time.
0: There we go. Sorry, my fault. Hey, so just real quick. So before we take time to hear testimonies and talk about what God did at camp, we actually have another camp coming up uh, this week for our our kids right here. Let me get those kids to stand up right here. For yes, these are our this for kids from our village, and we are really excited about them. And so. Before they head off, we want to acknowledge next week is is, is this camp. And here's the deal just as you prayed for this week for one camp, we're asking that you would pray for Freestyle Camp, that you would come alongside and pray for them, pray for our leaders, pray for Joy. Joy, Listen, Joy was doing, listen, everyone look at Joy Day. Put your hand up in the air real quick. This is Joy Day, all right? So what you don't know is she was at one camp last week serving in the preschool, like right? pre-campers, serving pre-campers, right? And so she gave herself, and let's just say there was a slight stomach bug that went through that little room with some stuff, had some trauma every now and then. And so Joy was there all last week serving, and then she'll be serving our our children again this week at Freestyle Camp. So at prayers for the kids, but extra prayers for Joy while she's there. She's like, yes and amen, please, yes Thank you, and so if you don't mind, just extend your hands back to these kids and to our leaders. Ginger's obviously going to be leading that time too, so pray for Ginger. So, Father, we just pray for these children. We pray for these kids. We pray, Lord, and thank you that they are not just the church of tomorrow, but they're the church of today. That you have the same Holy Spirit inside of them that's in us, and that you want to move, you want to convict, you want to draw them to yourself, you want to solidify relationship, you want to invite them into the knowledge of Jesus. And so, Father, we. We pray for them. We pray for our leaders. And God, we just pray for the entire week, for all the students, all the children, God, and all of our leaders, God, that you would pour out your spirit, that you would do a fresh and new and powerful work in their lives, and God, that you would bless them. Jesus, bless them. Pour out your spirit. I pray you would cancel every assignment of the enemy against them. I pray you would keep them safe and healthy and protect them. And God, guard their minds and their hearts and their bodies. Lord, we love you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. All right, you guys have a good rest of your morning. We love you guys. Now, Hey, so what we love to do uh, post-one camp is we, we recognize that God's done a unique work in the life of our students. And in that unique work in their lives, there's this peace that they then bring back. There's a work of God's spirit that he's done. And so when they come back, it's not just so they can sit here and talk about Jesus, although that's a huge part of it. The other part of it is we believe they have something to deposit into us. Right, something that's prophetic in nature, something of God's work. And so this morning we're going to invite some of our students to share testimony at the end. I've just got a few things I just want to say, kind of as takeaways from my side, maybe in a pastoral way that I believe also is prophetic in nature about what God did and what God is doing. And so. We'll see how it goes, because we may have every kid share. It'll be great. And so we may go at like 3 o'clock today. It's going to be great, guys. No. So if you are here today and you want to share, it's a testimony, a story of what God's doing. Why don't you guys go ahead and come up. We'll just kind of fill the, fill the front row right here. So if you're going to, so y'all got to go, go first, and so y'all can just stand right here, okay? All right. Y'all can work your way down, work your way down. Then don't feel compelled like you have. You don't feel like you have to share, but I would love for you to share. So come. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'll get out of y'all's way. Okay. Yeah, yo, yo. Yes. Okay. Fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, feel free to move the elements out of the way, Mike. If you want to pull those around, you can. And there's something sacred about putting that right there. So it's more important if you have a seat than anything. All right, so we're going to let Gabe and Gideon go first because they have to leave to go to a soccer game. So we're going to let them share, and then we're going to cheer for them as they walk out and go to the game, okay? But this is, these are some of our students, some of our leaders, so here's what I'm looking for you all. Just real quick, listen, when you share, just share your name, what grade you're going into, and, and then just take two or three minutes and share just what God was doing in your life and things that you think are important for us this morning, okay? All right, good. So we're going to start right here.
2: Um, good morning. My name is Gabe. Uh, I'm rising eighth grade. Um, so I've, I've really always felt that, like, when, like, my sins make me different than everybody else, like, they make me unworthy to, like, walk with God throughout my life, if, if, if that makes sense. But um, coming into camp, or Well, like, the, the counselors, it was either on Tuesday or Wednesday, they were up at the front. They were praying for the campers. So I, I went up, and I got prayed for by Matt. Some of y'all might know him. He left this church. But uh, anyways, so um, I, I went back to my seat, and there was the worship, and then there was, like, the extra time where people would just sit, and then they would, like, pray and pray for others. And I, I was just sitting and praying. Um, like for repentance, like for God to renew me, I guess. Um, and a- as I was sitting, I just felt this like sense of joy and happiness, like, fill my body, like from head to toe. It felt like a bolt of energy, just like went through me, and it was there that like I, I knew that God will always love me, no matter who I am, Amen. who I become, and what I do. And it's it's not just for me, it's for everybody. It doesn't matter like who you are, I guess.
0: Amen. Good job. Thank you. Get you? And stand up so people can see y'all if uh, you don't mind. Thanks.
3: So this is more of a a bigger topic of the yeah, oh. <laughs> I'm Gideon. I'm going into tenth grade, but this is more of a bigger um topic in today's society, which is like pornography and the addiction to it, and I'd no longer want to believe the common mindset that that is okay, and the addiction to it is okay and I found two verses that I liked. And sat there and what they meant to me. I'm going to share that with y'all. It's Acts 3.26. Having raised up his servant, sent him to you first. To bless you by turning every one of you from your wickedness. Was, I That meant to me, was like I don't want to have the common mindset of the normalized wickedness of the world today. Yeah. Amen then there's the last one, Psalms 144. Oh, Lord, keep me out of the hands of the wicked. Protect me from those who are violent, for they are plotting against me. I sat there and thought of what that meant to me. and I want the devil to look at me and know that he cannot move me from any other path but Jesus.
0: Amen. Let's go. Amen. All right. You guys need to roll the soccer? Yeah. All right. Y'all get up for the Anderson boys as they step out. Are you staying? Okay, good. All right. We'll start
4: here. Jameis,
0: you the man. You're welcome.
4: Uh, hey, guys. I'm James. I'm our high school shepherd. Is that what we're calling me? Um, uh, but uh, I was in the rising 12th and college cabin, um, but... Uh, I just wanted to say, like, if you ever have a chance to go to one camp as a counselor, uh, I would highly encourage, encourage you to do it. Uh, because just seeing the way that uh, these young men and women are, like, going after God and worshiping, um, the way that they collect and come together and share with each other and encourage each other, uh, the way that they're willing to confess their sin and want prayer for that um, is super encouraging. And there's really something that all of you— um, I learn every time this I think is my fourth or fifth camp, um, and I learn something from them every time I go um, and so they 're not too young they 're just a bunch as part of a church as you are, and so I would highly encourage you, Randall already mentioned this like if you want to know about one camp, pull one of them aside and just ask them about it because um, it 's great and so like I said, if you ever have a chance next year or any year in the future, you hear one camp's coming up, and you can get a week off of work. I would highly encourage you to to take a part of that. But these guys are awesome. Amen.
5: Thanks, James. James, you're awesome, and I love you, and you're awesome.
0: All right, stand up, boy. Let's do it, man. Yeah, man, let's go. Let's (laughs) go, boy. Let's
5: Um, go. Howdy. I'm Asher. You know that. Um, I'm a junior, and um, basically just like the prayer room at one camp this year, it was themed around like a garden and stuff. And I really just learned a lot about God's character and Jesus' character through that. Um, Just thinking of our, like, of our hearts and souls as, like, a garden. And God's constantly, like, weeding. And we talk about him as, like, a gardener. And um, it reminds me of a story in Jesus' life where he just flips over tables in the temple. And, like, just like that, he's, like, weeding our hearts and stuff. Um, Which I think is just really, really cool how he really just gets in the dirt for us, and he, like, does all that. And, you know, I didn't really think of God as, like, a really great friend before one camp, um, but I did, and I learned so much about his character through talking to Steve and um, my boy James. When you prayed for me, man, dude, that hit, like, exactly. <laughs> it hit my heart, red, and um, I'm really thankful for you and you. Um, and Randall, talking to Randall was just amazing. Um yeah, so I'm just thankful. Like, I saw Jesus through a lot of people. I didn't, like, directly see him, but I could just tell through people sharing to me and through people praying for me. I really just saw a lot more of God's character through that. Um, and I'm just really thankful for all our leaders and all our um, counselors and stuff and all the interns that I had conversations with because I really could see more of Jesus through all of them. Um, so, yeah. Amen. I appreciate it.
6: What's up? Uh, I'm Tate. I'll be go. I'll, I'll be a sophomore at UGA in the fall and go dogs. I was with the rising tenth boys and honestly, I have no clue what I'm gonna say. I just felt called to be up here. But so in I guess September, October, whenever they were like asking to like be a counselor, my mom asked me, and I was like, "Nope, <laughs> I'm not doing that." Um, yeah. And then in the fall, like I was like. You got to rethink that. Come on. And uh, so, yeah, I decided to be a counselor. And it's kind of like leading up to the week, um, just kind of like a lot of stress. And then morning thing, that thing with, like, the honey mustard, like, Amazon screwed us. It was supposed to get (laughs) delivered, and it didn't. But we got our costumes, so that's good. And, um, yeah, just kind of feeling like, I don't know, definitely, like, me and Sarah, everyone who's going to be a sophomore in college, like, We're on the younger side of counselors, um, not have a lot of experience. And wisdom or whatnot, just kind of like the enemy just being like, come on, like, you're not qualified for this. Like, kind of overwhelmed with, like, how can I lead these kids? Like, what should my role be with them? And, like, with morning thing, like, being extroverted and, like, loud and stuff. Like, I sort of am, sort of not. I don't know. So that was kind of hard. But um, then also with prayer, I was... I guess on the tags, like at SGL, you go up to the front and, like, pray. And just just the enemy just kind of being like, okay, you're up here. No one's coming up. Like, like what are you doing? But just turning that into, like, well, you're up there. These, these kids see you, and they know you're there for you, whether they come up or not. And um, it was kind of funny. Not funny, but on Instagram, I don't know. I feel like everyone just posts these random verses. And I saw one yesterday. I'm pretty sure it was in Corinthians where it's, like, he doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. So that was super cool. And um, what else? I also feel like at camp, like, so many kids were talking to me, and they were like, this is awesome. But, like, I have to, like, this, I'm going to go back home. And, like, just the super negativity. So I just rebuke that in the name of Jesus and that y'all kind of, like, what you experienced at camp doesn't just have to be, like, this one week and now you're just. Back there, like, took me until college to, like, really just, I guess, to put into words, like, live camp every day. And kind of like what Mo was saying that last day, we like, just to abide in him every day, to surround yourself with community, um, to filter what you're hearing, what you're seeing, like, and just, I don't know, it's awesome. Like, it can be every day for y'all, and I really just want that. Yeah. Amen. And um also it's also really cool just like having been a student and then now just kind of transitioning to like a counselor. It's like really cool like we all like truly love you guys and are like interceding for you daily and like praying for you. We want this for you so bad and it's like so cool being on the other side of it and just like been through both and also like how I guess the I mean my freshman year of college was just amazing, just being poured into continuously, and then now, like where I'm working, I'm pouring into rising second through eighth graders, and now at camp with tenth graders, and then now with Five Slam, and then other ministries at college, like with these college kids, and it's it's gonna be awesome. So I'm excited. Um, I think that's it.
7: Amen. Hey, I'm Sarah. Um, I didn't think I was gonna come up here, but I also felt called to come up here. I'm going to be a sophomore at Sanford next year, and this was my first year as being a counselor, which was awesome. I don't really know what I'm going to say, but there are some cool things that had happened that the Lord showed me while I was at camp. So I'm just going to say a couple of those little stories. And, um, yeah. So, um, okay. So one of my stories was I was in worship and I already said this in the sharing time, so, like, just hear me out. Um, I was worshiping, and I felt just kind of, like, undone by, like, His glory and His righteousness and His love for me, so, like, I kind of was, we were worshiping, and I, like, kind of, like, went to the ground, and I feel like it was, like, the third day, and I just kind of felt like I was pouring, 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 like, just needing to, like, receive his love, but, like, not really listening, not really just sitting in his presence, but I was, just like, working, and I felt like he was, like, you just need to sit in my presence and just be still and, like, let me do it, and, like, you can't do it in your own works, but only I can. So I just sat on the ground, and I was just, like, sitting there, and, like, that's when he started talking, and, like, my ears were finally open, and I... Um, One of the ways that I see Jesus is Aslan, like, in Chronicles of Narnia, like, him as a lion. And so I was sitting on the ground, and there was a chair in front of me. And I felt, like, his, like, lion face, like, Aslan, right in front of me. And I just reached my hands out, and I just started petting him and just, like, wow, like, you're so beautiful. And, like, that was one of the things at camp this year, I just was super curious about... I want to know more about him. I want to know every single detail. And that was part of it. Like, I was like, wow, like, I just want to see your face. Like, I don't need your works. I just want to be with you in your presence. And, like, that's enough. And I kept telling him that. Um, But when I was with him, it was like I instantly, like, got lost in his eyes. And it was like I I remember um, later this year, one of my friends was like, you're going to start seeing the Lord in different ways. And like one of them was like seeing him in like galaxies and like getting lost in the stars with him. And like, I forgot about that until like I was in his eyes and I got lost in it. And like, it was like galaxies. And so I was in his eyes for like a while during worship, but I got like lost in it. And then finally this lady came up and she was like, Hey, like I felt called to come up here. I was like during worship and like, She was talking, and then, because I was kind of, like, zoned out. I was still there. But then she was like, but some of y'all are going to get lost in his eyes tonight. And that's what he wants. And I was, like, crazy because, like, as she was saying that, I was literally in his eyes. And I was like, okay, Lord, like, I see what you're doing. Like, this is for a reason. Like, you have a call for me, and, like, you just want more for me. And so that was one of my stories. And then one of the last nights... Um, Mo, who was our camp speaker, he was great. She felt like the Lord had some things that she, um, needed to tell us. And one of the things, well, at the very end, she was like, I want y'all to cover your ears and then your eyes. Um, and then I think it was your heart. And it was kind of like how, like our heart has, um, staples in it and that he sees, like, she sees the Lord pulling the staples out of her heart and making us new. And then covering our eyes, and it was one of her like topics was like that some of y'all like need to be careful what you're looking at, and then hearing is like you need to be careful what you're listening to and what's pouring into you. And so like we had our the whole um, camp had our ears, our hands covering our ears, and like I felt like I saw like this fumes coming out of her ears and all of the ears. And then after that, like I felt like so free and so like full, like so void of like any burden or anything that wasn't of the Lord and it was like crazy because it was like right after we had done those acts of like covering our faces that I felt like that um and I don't know where I was going with that but I think it's like you need to believe that the Lord can move in your life mm-hmm. and like he can and like covering our ears and praying over our ears like he did take stuff out and like he's a powerful God and I feel like a lot of times believe that we're just doing the act and like oh yeah like he's gonna come out but no like he actually can and he wants to And, like, I feel like we need to start believing that. Um, But, yeah, there's some more stuff, but, like, that's what I got right now. (laughs)
8: Well,
9: hey, I'm Bailey. I'm going to my junior year. And if you have a kid under five, I probably already know you. Um, Me and my mom serve in the back a lot, and I'm pretty much the one teaching your kids. But so this was not my first year at camp. I've had the emotional years. I've had the okay, this is kind of not a me year. This is just God's going to use me to pour into others year. But this year was hard. He, sorry, there was a lot of conviction in my life this year. As was already said, um, prayer room this year, oh, my gosh. There was one one morning, I probably got there about 7 o'clock. Which, you're already Um, (laughs) sleep-deprived. We're pretty much all showing up for the coffee. But that morning, I sat down. I was on the floor. And normally, I'm just painting, doing something like that. And just pouring through and praying with God. But that morning, I was like, okay, nope. We're sitting on the floor, getting the journal out. Something's happening. And that morning, he was just like, forgive and in my journal, it is just paragraph after paragraph. He was like, I want you to write out every single person who you have not forgived. Everything that happened, everything, how it made you feel, and why you're forgiving them. Lay it all out and give it to me. And it, I felt like I was there for five minutes. Like, it was ridiculous. I was there for an hour and a half. I, I don't know what happened. Um, but then that night, I had a really close friend. She came up to me we were doing extended worship and I'm sitting there on the floor just talking to God. She comes up and she was like, God wants you to know it's going to be okay. You are seen. He forgives you and he's going to love you no matter what. He loves you for everything you've ever done wrong and everything you hide from everybody else. And we sat there and we cried and cried and cried like middle school girls. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It was, it was amazing. Um, But then as the week went on, he was like, okay, you want to start living for me? You want to start pouring into me and you want me pouring into you? We're going to fix your life. He was like, okay, I want you to remove these people from your life and starts listing out these people that he needs out of my life. So I was like, okay, I'll trust you on this one. So I'm sitting there. I was praying with one of my cabin leaders that night and she was just helping me through it. Got rid of those people in my life. And then, he was like, okay, pouring into me, pouring into me, and I don't think I have felt that much joy in my life in a while. I got back from camp Friday night, or Friday afternoon, Sorry. come to find out my grandmother passed while we were at camp, and I lost it in the parking lot of Riverstone, y'all. It was not pretty, and... I was like, okay, Lord, she's in a better place. I know you did this for a reason. And I really don't think if I hadn't poured into God as much as I had this past week at camp, that would not have been my thought. It would have been a, why, God? Why did you let this happen? Why would you take such a sweet lady from us? But no, she was put out of her pain. She went in her sleep. And I know she's in a better place. And she had a good relationship with God. So I know it's going to be okay. And I've never been so thankful for that mindset in my life. So if I have anything to say to you right now, pour into the spirit. Trust what he has to say for you. It will change your life for the better. And you will never feel that much joy in your life. It is amazing.
10: That was amazing. Um, Hi, I'm Andrew Goodman. Um, I'm rising college. So this is my last year as a camper. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, what I'm going to talk about today is rationalization of sin, okay? So, it's it's something that's not, I don't hear talked about a lot, that um, Mo on the first day, our speaker, she talked about that, and it really just stuck with me the entire week. And um, so, a little bit thing about me, right, is um, last time I went to camp was when I was a rising 11th grader, so it was two years ago. And I had some really really big things move in my life um I really fell in relationship with god, and it was I just fell in love. It was amazing. I was living God. I remember going to school months after camp, and it was it was different i was like I would straight up be in gym class and i would just i would worship god it was just it was crazy it was like a livelihood and it was just a way of life. And I felt so amazing. My life was so much better. But all these distractions just get in your way, right? Um, And that is the downfall of the way we live today. And your phone, like Mel was talking about this, the amount of, like, your screen time on your phone, imagine if you spent that time worshiping God or in God's in your secret place, you know, just praying, talking to God. Like, I mean, I'll spend a good six to eight hours, and that's on a low week, right? Um, And I just fell away. I fell away. Like, I started falling in love with my phone. Started falling in love with the party crowd. Started falling in love with, with image. With giving other people what I should be giving God. Mm-hmm. And it just destroyed me. Because I, I would, and it was actually a couple weeks ago, I, w- I was thinking back before camp. And I was like, wow. I was thinking back to when I was at right after um, going right into sophomore year and just sitting, how I would sit in gym class and how I would just feel so powerful. And I would feel just so, like, so peaceful and so at peace. And I could just feel God's presence moving in everywhere I went. And I'm like, where did that go? Where did it go? Like, I know God's going to stay with me forever because, I mean, yeah. um, I know he's going to stay with me. I know he loves me forever no matter what I do. It's unconditional. It's like a mother's love. So where did that go? Why isn't it here anymore? And I was looking back, and we were just talking about, like, she talked about temptation, and she talked about distractions, and it was just hitting with me so hard. And I, I never felt so eager to learn. I'm not a. I'm not a writer. I'm not a. I don't take notes. I'm not. I'm not a big, that type of guy. But I wrote four pages front and back of of straight up notes during that camp. It was insane. Um, and it was just. It was just eager to learn more about God, but basically. <laughs> I just found out that these distractions are taking up my life. They're taking so much time away from God. And I decided, well, through the Holy Spirit, to just throw them them away. I know my little sister, she's she's very impacted by the Spirit. Thank Jesus she is because she has gone through some stuff. And she is so close to the Spirit. She just straight up deleted Netflix, deleted every social media, like even everything. Her phone is like, it's just like calls and like text messages. It's amazing. Um, but it's just, I don't even feel the need to go on it. It's not like I'm tempted anymore. Like even, even with like sexual sin, I'm not even tempted anymore. Okay. Like I, I don't feel the love for that anymore. I'm not, I'm filled up by something different. Something else is filling that hole in me. It's no, there's no want. Like, of course you feel temptation, but you just say, God, I'm going to run from this. Cause there's no there's no fighting on my own power. I've been trying to fight on my own power for the last year and a half, and it is not working. It has not been working, so I'm going to give this to you straight up. I'm giving this to you. God, you take this. You fight this battle for me. I'm going to go this way because I know that I can't fight it on my own. Um, And in my head, I was just like, in that last couple of weeks, I was just, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to, like, do this because... Um, God's still gonna love me afterwards, so I can sin right now. I can I can live an unrighteous life, and obviously I wasn't thinking that in the moment, but I could I could just sin. It's all right. God's gonna love. Me. It's not that bad of a sin, and God says that all sins are they're all the same, right? It's all away from God, um, and He just gave me deliverance. Straight up. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna hand this over to AK. That's pretty much it for me.
11: Okay, I'm a rising junior at tech um, and I led the tenth grade girls this week um, yeah, I'm just, like, literally the same as Sarah and Tate. I didn't listen oh sorry <laughs> um, <laughs> um yeah, I didn't want to come up here, but at the same time, I know how powerful this is, and I even if my story doesn't feel as big as they used to be. It's my seventh time coming up here after camp. Um, so I've, I've talked a lot up here about camp, but um, it's just as good. So um, I also have ADHD. We got diagno- that, that diagnosed this year. So my thoughts are all over the place. So I apologize. Um, they're all over the place. But yeah, there was just a lot. So it was my first year as a counselor. I wasn't here last year, so I couldn't go. But it was... Tough. Like, nobody talks about how different. I mean, James is like, y'all should all be counselors. I mean, it's a lot, y'all, so, like, think about it for a sec. But (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) it was tough. I mean, like, every night there was just really heavy things. I mean, these are 15 year old girls and the things that they're going through. It's just, and you're just like, I love you, and I don't know what else to say. Um, I don't know what else to do. But he was, God met me. Um, He met me. Um, I'm also getting off anxiety medicines, And this past week, it was just like, we're getting to the point where my um, psychologist was like, okay, this is probably where you're going to stop lowering your dosage. We're just going to keep you right here before you go to Argentina. And I was like, okay, but you know, I'm still. Ta- I'm like, I just want all the medicine gone. So I'm just like, still taking it off, and I'm like, struggling throughout the week because I'm tired. My anxiety is kind of all over the place, and then these girls are going through some stuff. And, um, but he met me. I mean, Psalms 23, as basic as that verse is, it's, it was my, my fort, my fortress. Like, you know, he restores my soul. He leads me in green pastures and rivers and stuff. So, um. That was what I was thinking about this past week. But God met me, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, when it, so whenever I think about God, I'm like, I have to feel him. And it's not, and I've known this. My dad and I have always talked about this since I was younger. It's like, you know, we always want this feeling. We crave it. And that's how I always encountered him was like when he was speaking to me, I also felt him. And this week, it was just a lot different. Um, I'll just give you all one story. Because it was kind of crazy, I was like, "Wow, he just like yeah." Um, so one night, so Mo was awesome. So one night during the night service, sorry, one night for the night service, I was worshiping, and um, I was just thinking to myself, "I'm like, my mind is open to so many things." Um, you know, I can right when I'm when I'm at church, my spirit is just open to the Lord, right? But when I leave the church and I go back to Georgia Tech, where almost no one is a Christian, it's like, I'm my spirit's open to that kind of stuff as well, I'm easily, like, I easily follow temptation, and I was just thinking to myself, I'm like, I need to purge that, like, this week is a week of purging, so I realized that while I was in worship, right, Um, and I was like, I'm praying for that, and then I also was like, I have a lot of things I need. A lot of people I need to forgive in my life. There's a lot of forgiveness that needs to take place. I was just worshiping and I saw somebody in the crowd that had hurt me in the past that I still had a lot of pain towards, and I immediately started crying. I cried a lot this week, y'all. I mean, I told totally, oh that yeah, was bad, but um, I started crying and I was like, I just have a lot of forgiveness that needs to take place. If I want to encounter His Spirit and I want to be able to lead these girls, I'm gonna need to let go of some things. So I went and um, I went to Tammy Mall. Y'all know her, I'm pretty sure. But she just led me through it. It was crazy because what you're talking about, I don't know. It was great. Um, She basically said, basically led me through these four steps. And anyway, yeah, that happened. And that was wonderful. And I felt a lot of breakthrough in that. And then the third thing while I was in worship, before I went to ask for her, was I also, um, actually, no, this wasn't during worship. It was before that. But I had been thinking to myself, I. You know, I fall into sin really easily. I mentioned that earlier, but I'm like the chameleon effect. Mo talks about that later in the service. I'll explain how that's big. But basically, I when whoever I'm with, I kind of assimilate into that. I just become what everybody wants. I'm not. I'm honestly not great at adaptability. That's like probably one of my least things. Is my dad's like number one trait is he's just able to adapt to situations. But I think I just want peace, and I want to be accepted, and I want to be loved, so I just fall into these things so fast, especially when I go back to tech. <laughs> but I was thinking about that in worship, too. In this the whole week, the past couple weeks, I've been seeing chameleon everywhere. And then when I went into worship, Mo talked about three things, about how our generation, we are like soldiers who go off into battle, but we don't have our helmet. We don't have our gear. We don't have our, like, our gun or anything. We're just there, and we're easily attacked, and I'm like, that's literally my mind's open. That's literally the first thing. Like, in worship, I realized that. Then she talks about the chameleon effect. I'm like, I've been seeing the word chameleon so much this past week, and how often do y'all think about chameleons? Like, I literally, I literally never think about chameleons, and earlier that day, I'd been like, I've been hearing this a lot lately. Is this a sign? And then literally in that service, that night, I heard it. Like, she started talking about it, and I was like, that's the number two thing, and then she started talking about forgiveness, and I was like, I literally 10 minutes ago was getting walking through the steps of forgiveness. Like and I I was just wild because when I was in service I wasn't feeling it. I just sensed it, right? So I don't know, it was just crazy. Um yeah. Um <laughs> I don't know. It's just if y'all could be praying for me honestly, like I know this is like a time for testimonies. Y'all, I'm going to start crying. Okay. Um I'm going to, I don't know, I just, I need prayer with this medicine dosage, with keeping my mind a fortress that's only devoted to the kingdom of God, with forgiveness, with all of these things, I just need so much prayer, because I easily fall back into sin, I always do, and I just really need y'all's prayer uh, for that, Um, also for the medicine, just that the transition goes well, Um, but yeah, I love y'all, and Yeah, y'all are great. So, yeah.
12: (laughs) I'm Allie. I'm a rising senior. So, God did a lot this week. One of the most crazy things. But, basically, walking into this week, I was carrying a lot, wrestling with a lot. Um, But, anyways, going into the week. Every night, or literally whenever I had my journal, I would just draw flowers. Like, literally drew, like, hundreds of flowers this week. I was just like, ooh, pretty flowers. But um, it was, like, Wednesday night, and I was, like, kneeling during worship. And Sarah came up behind me and started praying over me. And she said a lot, but one of the things that really stuck with me, she was like, you are his flower child. And she said it over and over and over. I was like, okay, that's really interesting. And then the next morning during worship, one of my counselors, she goes to Stonebridge, but she came up behind me and she was like, I had this vision last night of a girl. She was in a green tank top and white shorts. And she was basically saying like, if I see this girl, I'll go up to her and tell her. And that morning, what did I have on? I had a green tank top on and white shorts on. And she said she got this picture. It was of a flower. Coincidence. Whatever. Interesting. It was a flower. Um, and there was a bunch of cracked concrete. It was just this flower sprouted out of all of this cracked concrete everywhere. And but the flower, it had lost all of its petals. It was very wilted, like, hmm. And um She was basically saying that was the flower. And, but what I kind of got out of it, it was like, your roots are still so deep and grounded in Jesus that it's holding you up still, even though you're wilted. Like, but if you can just dig deeper and, like, grow your roots in him, stop trying to grow your roots in yourself, like, because that's how you'll bloom or fall over, um, Basically, it was just like, Jesus was like, give me your weight. Stop trying to do it on your own. And so, yeah, I was just like, okay, I give it to you. So, like, ever since then, like, so much weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I feel like it's not my job to do it. Like, let me let Jesus do it. Like, I can pray for it, but it's not my responsibility to, like, hold all this weight on myself. And, yeah, it was really powerful and good. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey I'm
13: Shelly, and I am the high school girls, I guess, small group Whoa. leader. Um, this was my first year at camp. I was kind of nervous about it, um, even though Mike and um, Eve Junsar had said it was the best week of the year. And, by the way, they were totally right. Um, Okay, so 20 years ago, I was invited to be a counselor at the camp that I went to every year. Thank you. Okay, from the time I was in, like, second grade until it was awkward that I was still going. (laughs) And I turned it down, and I remember turning it down because I wanted to go do my own thing. And when I turned it down, I immediately regretted it. And I've regretted it for 20 years. So this week was um, God finishing the good work in me that he started so long ago. And he's just faithful to do that. So anyway, I was really grateful to get to go this week. And um, I can tell you what I saw at one camp. Kids that are hurting and they were able to set down the things they came in with and wow. get free. Yeah. They got free from sin and bondage and things that are just going after them. Mm-hmm. And the mama in me wanted to fight all the demons. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so anyway, I will be praying for those kids. And Randall said that her favorite time of the week was when we had our church time. That was my favorite time, too. And... um So anyway, I'd seen all these hard things with all these kids that are older than mine. My daughter's 11, and I asked for prayer in one of those times that we pray for Olivia, that she hears God's voice while she's at camp. It was so impactful for me, obviously, and I want that for her, too, and so Rachel prayed for her. Rachel Curtis, wave wave your hand, (laughs) Um, and she prayed that. God would just sow seeds into Olivia that she hear his voice, and we all prayed for that. And when I went to pick her up at free time, the very first thing she said to me was, Mama, I heard God's voice. And I painted this picture. And uh, just for kind of double confirmation, because he loves us, um, Mike told a story about, um, and I'll let you tell it, but he and Isaac... Um, with pictures of trees and in olivia's picture was a picture of a tree so just confirming that god heard our prayers Oh, sorry i do have one other thing stephen randall don't know i'm going to say this but i will say i'm very thankful for y'all's leadership i'm thankful for the way that you um walk in the full authority that jesus has given us it's a really great example and i'm really grateful for y'all
14: Hello, um I'm Jackson. I'm going to eighth grade and uh I seen a vision on Monday evening worship. I fell asleep, but um I'm sorry about that. <laughs> uh I woke up during worship and I saw a figure and it wasn't like a perfect person, but I couldn't see its like skin color or anything. I saw the shoes and everything, but people were like blocking the thing it was standing on. And I saw it pointing at one of the lights that was on the stage. And I was so confused. I stared at it for, like, 15 seconds, and then it disappeared. And and I didn't really think anything of it until I talked to my mom and my sister about it in the car. And we talked about it. And I feel like it means that it, w- it was pointing at a light like it wasn't moving. So I was, like, thinking that um, it meant it was trying to show me the light, and I was, like, stuck in the darkness. And I was like stuck in there to get out of the darkness, so I could like feel better about myself. At one camp, to have joy, and yeah, it was kind of quick, but that's it. Yeah.
15: yeah that's awesome. Thank you. You sure you're not done? I'm. I'm not quite ready yet. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, my name is Mike Thompson. I was in the 11th grade cabin this year. And um, this is, let's see, I've been going to camp since 2018. Uh, You know, shortly after um, God came and uh, just changed my life uh, for the better. And I've been uh, walking a righteous life uh, since shortly prior to that and got into youth uh, shortly after that. Uh, I've been trying this thing where I try not to share from my head and I try to share from my heart. So I've been trying not to think about what, I'm going to share this morning, um, because normally I would come up here and I'd have a list. I'd be like, "Okay, this happened, this happened, this happened." Okay, thanks God, Whew, got that over with. But, um, but not this morning. Um, so, a couple things that uh, are coming to mind is uh, Mo, our speaker. She's a soccer player from LSU. She's as big as me. I mean, she says she was six one, but she's like, she's she's yeah, she's huge. Uh, and her husband is huger. <laughs> He's a big dude. Uh, but anyway, you know she was really authentic uh, with, and she didn't like hold anything back on these students or these leaders. Like her first night, she was talking about bondage and it was in power, and she was like, "There are so many people in this world because of our culture, because of our cultural norm, that they are asleep and don't even know it, and the and the devil is dancing on that fact." I mean we live in a culture that where sin is just normal. And we don't live in truth. We don't, you know, <clears throat> the Bible is the truth. And <clears throat> it's it's all right there. But she said something I think it was the second or the third night is like we all want to live in our own truth. You know, what what's, what my, what is my truth? You know, what is what do what do I think, you know, all this means and and she was like laughing about it, because it's it's comical, because we all make up our own truth of, um, you know, what we think is acceptable in today's age, and uh, it was just mind-blowing. Um, I was extremely encouraged by the leadership from Vintage that went to camp this year, uh, Steve, Randall, uh, my boss. <laughs> <laughs> we had fun all week. She uh, Natalie was in a leadership role, and she was telling me what to do, and um, it was great. It was great, James. I feel for you, brother. Um, it's all good, though. It's all good. Um, but so, so this this morning, these testimonies. This is just a taste of what you get to experience at one camp, um, on a regular basis, on a daily basis. I mean, you hear these stories, just one after another, all day long. Uh, we had these small family groups where I would I would take you know three or four students. And all the leaders would have three or four students, and they would ask us these questions, and we would all get to share about it. And one of the questions that stuck out to me about um, uh, one of the things we talked about was, um, when do you experience God? And a lot of the uh, students that were in my group talked about um, how they experience God during worship. And so one camp, you worship in the prayer room you worship before each service, you worship after service. So it gives students and leaders multiple opportunities to experience God in that environment. And I think that's one of the things that makes one camp so powerful is the worship at one camp is is unbelievable and and everybody has an opportunity to, you know, whatever you know is is wrestling around inside that you get an opportunity to uh, give that stuff to God and receive healing um, and it 's extremely, extremely powerful. Um, this camp was different this year i was I was a little bit nervous uh, going into camp because i 've been struggling with a little bit of injury and you know I, my diet and sleep like i don 't do well with things like that when you 're going to camp as an adult you 're like i 'm not going to have this creature comfort and that creature comfort like i 'm going to be totally out of everything that I set up for myself on a daily basis to make me feel comfortable. And I will say that um, in praying, going, you know, leading up to one camp, uh, I think did a lot of good because our cabin was awesome. I mean, they stayed on top. They kept it like we we had the most spotless cabin. We got the best rest. We were like our our students were on top of it. I mean, our leaders got good rest. And so I think that really added to us being able to, experience God to the fullest, because the year before, it was like, it was about playing around, we were 10th graders, and it was about staying up all night, and it was about, like, I got it out, maybe an hour's sleep the last night we were there last year, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not looking forward to going into this again this year, but it was totally different, it's like, God took my prayer, and it, it was just, it was awesome. Um, there's so many great things about one camp, if if you have a student and um, you don't send them to one camp. I would strongly encourage you to send them next year, because they get to experience God like never before. Um, I loved our fam- You know, I loved our church group time, um, because it was we were all there. We were all there together. You know, and, and it was awesome because I love our church. I love our church family, our youth family. Um, I'm so encouraged by them and everything, you know, you're, you're hearing some of the stories, so much happened. It was, it was amazing. Uh, and to see our, um, our boys out there competing, you know, super fun. Um, still want to rematch though, Sarah and pickleball. These, these guys got Isaac and I, but we're going to, Steve tells me we're going to get a rematch. Um, but are you going? Yeah. Oh, oh, awesome. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, there's there's so many wonderful things that happen at One Camp. I love that place. I love One Camp. I will be there next year, and I hope all of you are there with me.
16: Hi, I'm Natalie. Um, I help with announcements on Sundays, so you might have seen my face before. Um, I had the opportunity, um, privilege. I don't know, I I have so many words um, for the role that I got to step into this year. I was a part of the leadership logistics team, um, which just meant that I got to show up and make sure um, all of the details got taken care of and got to live in the background. Um, And something that I have struggled with for years is that I'm too much, I overthink, I overanalyze. And Steve has, I mean, Steve and Randall have known me for 12 years um, at this point, And Steve always takes the opportunity to look at me and say, this is your gifting. Like, these are not bad things. Um, and was it, I think it was the first night when Mo started talking about, you have these words over you. You're too much. You're not enough. And me and AK were sitting next to each other and we were like, <laughs> um, because we both feel like, too much sometimes um and so it was really cool for me to walk through as an adult god redeemed something that for so long i believed was a negative trait about myself um and god used that um for me to serve others well this week um and I slept maybe two to three hours per day. So if you want to know something that happened at camp, I know it all. I was awake the whole time. Um, and I could talk for hours um, about all the things that happened this week. But I want to encourage, um, as parents, for you to send your kids. Um, because the things that got confessed and brought into light this week are insane. Like, insane. Um And it was so good. Um, And there were days that were really hard and long, logistics-wise. But then God always let us go to bed with a story of his goodness and grace. Like, we might have walked through hours of hell and hardship because of things that were just going on in kids' lives. But every single night before we went to bed, God showed us his goodness and grace. Um, so send your kids to camp and also as adults, like all of all of the adults that went to camp, every single person over the age of 18 that served in some way, role and capacity can tell you that we went to camp, like to serve these kids, um, thinking we were giving them something, but they gave us so much more. Um, so if you have an opportunity to serve, please do so.
0: And Isaac. Yeah, if you don't coming around, buddy, on the front. So if we can make space for him, Bailey.
17: hi, I'm Isaac. I'm a rising junior. And uh me and my dad, we were in the prayer room on Wednesday. And uh, sorry. We were both drawing and uh this one of the people named Jackie, she went up to the front of the room and she was speaking about the tree of life and the tree of God and uh my bad, the tree of good and evil, uh, and she said Jesus was our tree of life, and before she was even speaking, I was uh, drawing the tree of good and evil, if y'all want to see, okay. and uh, my dad was drawing the cross of Jesus, which represents the two trees, and I thought that was just pretty cool how that before she was even talking about it, that we were drawing it and just all tied together.
0: I love it. Amen. Amen. So here's the deal. So in this, before we sit down, I think the point of this again is All week, God was speaking, right? That's the point, again, as Isaac's talking, like this this beautiful how God will speak and then take something we think is so random, like drawing flowers in our notebook or whatever it may be, or just speaking a word or going and asking, hey, pray through with me in this prayer of forgiveness, then having the speaker get up and just kind of walk through with forgiveness. Again, I think one of the pieces is just recognizing that God is always speaking, God is always moving, that for our kids, they walk away going, and here's the point, I've experienced something this week at camp that no matter what happens when I find myself five years from now and I have this moment of tension and of questioning of my faith or whatever it may be, I can look back to this moment of an obvious breakthrough moment of God speaking, of God moving, and God doing something, and it's beautiful and powerful. And I think as you hear these stories, I, one, hope it renews and reminds you of when God did it to you. I don't care if you were 15 and you're wrestling today as a 55-year-old. Something happened when you were 15, and you're like, I remember that, God. That was one of my Ebenezer's. one of those moments that I raised up a memory of your faithfulness. And, God, you loved me then. You loved me today. Or maybe you're at a place today where you're praying and asking for God's movement. And I encourage you, use these moments, these stories here as a testimony as we go after Jesus as we are intentional in these things. I want to share with you these 4 points. Just real quick, and and this is from 1904. Have you ever heard of Evan Roberts' Evan Roberts yes Evan Roberts was really the kind of the instigator of the Welsh revival in 1904 and 1905 in Wales that then led to the Azusa Street Revival in San Francisco in 1906 which was the birthplace of the charismatic movement which is the only growing portion of the church worldwide today god's moving in power i'm going to share with you his four points because as we talked all week in mo again mo this this literally all american um soccer player LSU. She was Miss Georgia at some point in time, right? And she just told her story. Her father committed suicide while she was in college. It's this overwhelming, just brutal experience of life, but God's nearness in all of it, right? And sharing and just being prophetic. She was one of these prophetic communicators, just really spending time hearing the Lord and then speaking over his people. Really powerful. You can go back and listen to her messages actually online. We'll send a link to it this week. Don't worry, just remind me so you can have it. But here are his four points. Here are his four points, because these four points, I brought them up on Tuesday night and said, this really is the heartbeat of everything God was speaking at one camp. They're not on the screen, so forgive me, but here's the deal. Number one, he says, you must confess any known sin to God and put right any wrong done to man. I'll say that again. You must confess any known sin to God. He's talking about what's the birthplace, what's God speaking, and a renewal of God, revival in our hearts, revival in our people. You must confess any known sin to God and put right any wrong done to man. I would add to that. And those who have sinned against you, that you would forgive them. Because our lack of forgiveness becomes shackles that the enemy uses to hold us in anger and bitterness. And our forgiveness, it may be easy for some because of a small thing, it may be a lengthy journey for some because of some trauma that you experience, but the nature is we're giving ourselves to asking for forgiveness for known sin in our life and then we're giving forgiveness for those who have sinned against us number two you must this is important for what so many things you heard up here this is important hear this one you must put away any doubtful habit out of your life you must put away any doubtful habit in your life. It's not necessarily sin issues in your life, but you know that they're not helping you grow in your relationship or maybe they are a distraction. Every single one of these kids said, talking about Netflix, taking it off our phones, our phones themselves, and the amount of time that you spend on them, right? I'll never forget when I was their age, my dad stood up on a Sunday morning at church, and he said, my son and I love bass fishing. It's a passion of mine, but God is saying it's a distraction in my life. I know it's a shock to my son, but I have to give it up. Because Jesus is more important. Was it sin? Absolutely not. But it was a distraction for him. There are distractions in your life today that are hindering the move of God in your life because you've given yourself to it rather than giving yourself to Jesus. This is their story. They're deleting things off of their phone. There are things they're not giving themselves to because they want all of Jesus. I encourage the same for you. Number three, you must obey the Holy Spirit. Spirit promptly. When he speaks, you obey. I don't know about you, but I'm really good saying I'll do that tomorrow, knowing, hoping that God will forget, right? But what I've found is this, and someone told us this when we lived in Omaha, and he basically paraphrasing says something like this. He says, for those of you who are struggling in your relationship with Jesus, knowing direction in your life or hearing his voice, Check and figure out when was the last time that God called you to be obedient. And if you have not been obedient in that moment, God is still waiting there for your obedience. And then once you obey, then he will meet you in the next step. But you have to go back and obey first. And so what is it in your life that God is calling you to promptly obey? And then the fourth piece is confess your faith publicly. We are not to hide our light under a bushel, but we are to give it away. That's what we're doing up here this morning, sharing stories and sharing testimonies of God's goodness, of God's faithfulness, right? There is something powerful when that happens. The very first night, Mo got up, this six foot one giant of a woman with the purest heart and a prophetic voice who was just tender to God, and she said, This is my story, and every one of us who were there were wrecked. Why? Because of the story, partially, but primarily because of God's faithfulness in the middle of her story. There's something something powerful about our story, about our testimony, and our proclamation of who Jesus is to those who are in our lives, but primarily to those who do not know Jesus. And so as we are people, Christ followers, it's great that we share Christ with other friends and believers, but we need to be sharing it publicly for all to hear. And as we do this in 1904, all of a sudden, 60 people came to Christ in a month, in a week, excuse me, for Evan. Within time, 100,000 people in Wales had come to Christ to the point that judges had nothing to do in their courtrooms because no one was sinning and no one was breaking the law because the weight of God's spirit was so heavy that it literally caused the entire community to change. That's what we're talking about. So with that, this morning, I invite all of you to stand. Gideon came up a second and he said, hey, Anna Catherine was struggling in this. Can we get to pray for her? And so Anna Catherine's going to come forward, and Gideon's going to, uh, you get to pray for her, bro. I know you're not that's what you were expecting, right? Uh, but the Lord has called you to feel that, to sense that. So let me just say this real quick. That's what happens a lot of times. When all of a sudden you say, I think we should, what usually God is saying, you should, Right? That's so do you mind praying for her this morning over the microphone? I know that's scary. Do you mind doing it? Yes, my man, there he is. All right. So if you can give him the microphone, whoever had it. Uh, and I would love for y'all to put your hands forward. And here's the deal: as Gideon prays for Anna Catherine, I want all of you uh, to pray for our students. Okay. So as she, as he's praying, Anna Catherine, you come over here so he, he can be around you right here in the middle. There you go. Gideon, you can get up and just like literally lay hands on her. If you're standing next to her, you can lay your hands on her too. She's going to pray now. As soon as he, excuse me, he's going to pray for her. As soon as he is done, I'm going to ask you guys to pray over these students. And then as soon as y'all are done, I'm going to ask. Ask them to pray over you, okay? All right, so Gideon, one, two, three. Go ahead and pray, brother.
3: Lord, I know that she shared that she was struggling with a couple of different things, and I want you to touch her, and yes. I want you to for her to not even have to take the medicine anymore. I want you to take it out of her body, the ADHD, the anxiety, whatever it is that she is struggling. Lord, touch her take it out. Nobody wants to struggle with anxiety. Nobody wants that for her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Now, if you're out in the crowd, I would love on this. I'm going to so when we were at camp, we just took a moment and said, hey, we're all going to pray in unison like a tsunami. A tsunami is all of a sudden like our voices rising up in crescendo as one. And so if you were comfortable, I'm going to ask that you would pray out loud where you are with your hands stretched forward for all of our students. When I say three, I'm going one, two, three, and then you're going to pray. As soon as they, you get, then I will just say amen when I think that you're done and then I'm going to have them pray over you, okay? So out loud, as loud as you're willing to pray out loud for them. One, two, three, pray. Thank you. Holy Spirit, would you come and overwhelm them with your presence, Lord? I pray that right now, God, that these works that you've done in each of them, that you would just say yes and amen. And Father God, they'd begin, even as Ali's picture, begin to bloom and to blossom as your children, God, as these flowers that you've created. I pray, Father, that your power would flow in them for themselves, but that flow through them for others. That Lord, they would be a unique generation set apart for your purposes, God. That they would be a revival generation not just revival in their own hearts but God that they would be the carriers of revival everywhere that they go that they would be salt and light they'd be light in darkness and that father you would empower them that God they would not fall at the at the arrows of the enemy but father God they would be standing strong in the armor of God when when the evil day came when the battle came they would stand father God to Fitted with this, all the, the 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 armor of God in power, and that Lord, they would move in that God, and after the battle is won, they would continue to stand in victory. We say, God, these are victorious children of God. That they will not be defeated. That the work of the enemy has been crushed, Father. That they will not fall into temptation and fall into sin. And God, when they do give in in moments, that they would hear your voice say, I am here. You were clean by my blood. Step back into relationship and let's continue to go. That, Lord, they would not fall away, but God, they would continue to press in. So, Holy Spirit, come in Jesus' name and do this work. Amen and amen. Now, for our students, if if you'll do this, this is going to be weird, okay? But I'm just going to ask that you all would do this. Would you just walk around? The room. I'm going to be praying out loud so it's not just you, but I want you just to kind of spread it across the room and literally walk through. And as you're walking through, I just want you to pray for every single person that you're passing. Pray for the things that God's done in you to pour out to them. Pray for the river of God to flow through you. Pray for the work of God in their lives. There are, listen, there are adults who are struggling with the exact same things you're struggling with, temptations. They're literally hiding things in sin. They are literally living in a place where they're addicted to their phones also they have lots of things that are keeping them from jesus and they are sitting here and going i feel convicted by this i just want you to spread out and just pray the conviction gets so heavy they have to say yes to jesus okay so can y'all do that for me all right y'all put some music on for it because it's better when music is playing when you're praying for stuff like this and they're walking through yeah so y'all just start walking through and just praying for people do what Yeah, Corbin, you can play if you want to. Yeah, Corbin, you can go ahead and come play for us. I'll sing for you. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so start walking. If you don't mind, just kind of walk through and just, all I'm asking you, you don't have to like lay hands on people. Just kind of walk through and just put your hands out and begin to pray, okay? Yes, Lord, we just pray for every single one of these people here, God, those who are here, those who are listening uh, online, whether today or at some future time, Lord, and they're listening to these stories. We are asking, God, for each one of us here that you would do a work of conviction, Lord, a work of conviction of what truth is we would walk in. And I pray for repentance to be birthed, God, that repentance that says, I've been walking this path. I know this is not God's will for me. And so I turn and begin. Begin to walk the other way and I thank you God that as we say yes to your conviction and we turn you always meet us you embrace us even as Sarah was talking about just being lost in the galaxy of your love for us Jesus Lord I thank you that your love is there I thank you God that you were there to welcome us Psalm 139 tells us even if we go to the far side of the sea or to the depths of hell even there your hand will guide us even though even there your spirit is with us we can go nowhere that you were already not there, leading, loving, and wanting us to draw near to you. And So, Father, we just say, come and have your way, God, as our students walk through. Lord, I I pray that the work that you did, God, I think there's a supernatural grace upon them in this moment, that, God, it would flow for them like a river. God, let us think of that river from Ezekiel 47, the river of God. You talk about, God, wherever it goes, Lord, there's healing for the nations, that it's teeming with life. I pray for those who are sitting in our crowd today or online, Lord, who are literally dying. They are literally a coal that's just growing cold. I pray, God, that you would come now, Lord, and use this spark of the divine that you've done in the lives of our students and that you would begin to spark a fire in our people, God. We say right now in Jesus' name, flame come forth, the fire of God, Lord, may it be released among your people, that, Lord, we would be a people who would burn for you. And I don't mean some little small pilot like God. I mean we're burning so brightly that people see us from miles away and they come to ask what do you have? Why are you burning and who are you and what is causing this? Jesus it's you. We ask now for a fresh baptism of fire God a baptism of fire says you are called to be a holy people set apart for my purpose listen to my voice and obey promptly because I am God I am for you and I love you and I will not stand for sin to be in your life because I hate when my children fall into the trap of the enemy no more God I say that you break the power of the enemy over every single person That you would cast out demons in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, the spirit of lust would be broken off, God that the spirit of addiction be broken off right now in Jesus name that you would come in power Lord and do what only you can do I pray for those God who feel super nervous in their heart they don't know what's happening I pray God if it's sin would you draw it out but if it's just an, a lack of not knowing would you bring peace to them that they would see this is the spirit of God he fights for those his eyes are blazing like fire his robes is dipped in blood. He is always warring on behalf of his church. He's always warring on behalf of those who do not know him, that he will not stand back. He will not be passive, but he is always aggressive. He is always moving to love us, to knock down walls of the enemy with the power of his love and conviction. Holy Spirit, would you do a fresh work, a new work, an awakening this morning, God. We just say, we want to be your people we want to be set apart for your purposes we don't want to hold back we don't want to pull the reins back but we want to continue to move forward holy spirit do what only you do come and shake our home shake the place where we dwell jesus shake us till all that's left is the unshakable of jesus Come, Holy Spirit, and convict us. Show us the things, Lord, that are in the way, God, that are distractions for the fullness of what God has for us, Lord. Jesus, we say more of you, Lord. Come have your way in Jesus' name. Father, we need you. Amen and amen and amen. Amen, guys. Hey, thank you. And so as Corbin, you continue to play this morning. Here's the deal this morning. This is a reminder. We're going to be officially done with service. You can bring the lights down. Because I, here's the deal. If you have time and you want to stay and just come to the altar and let God just move in your life. We have listen, a prayer, some prayer teams if you can stay. I know it's late. I'd love for you to stay. I know it's already late, so I'd love for you to go get your children, okay? But here's the deal. This is a holy moment. And so if you need to go, that's fine. I know you have family commitments and things going on. If you need to go, you are welcome to go. Be blessed and just ask God to meet you as you go. If you can stay, we're going to continue just to play. Corbin's going to continue to play. And I want to invite you just to let God move in you, to respond to his movement today. If you want someone else to pray for you, grab them. I'm going to come to the altar and you just want to kneel before the altar and do that you can. If you want to worship God through tithes and offerings because you're in bondage to money today, then I encourage you to come and give extravagantly and say, Jesus, everything I have belongs to you and you will provide everything that I need, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and he promises I will add everything else you need to you, right? So if that's your call this morning come or if you just feel like you just want to just worship the offerings you can if you want to take communion this morning and celebrate the gospel of Jesus his good news of his life and his death and his resurrection then come take communion but here's the deal Please do not take communion passively today. You take communion with joy today, saying, Jesus, you are God, and I celebrate you for what you've done. I celebrate you for who you are. I celebrate you. You crushed the enemy through this act, and you're good, God. Celebrate him this morning. And if you have to go, would you walk to your car in worship? Would you get in your car and say to your loved one you were mean to on the way to church? Because the enemy just stirs people on the way to church to be mean. You get in the car and die to self and apologize. And say, I'm sorry for being a butthole. Sorry, I had to say it. (laughs) Children don't say that word. But let God move. So here's the deal. We're just going to stay for a while. Corbin, you Okay. He said yes sir don't you love that so you're officially released and if God has released you you can go makes sense you're officially released from me but you don't leave till God releases you and once you're released you guys have a great week we'd love if you want to grab one of these students you want to let them pray for you can or if they want you want to pray for them that would be I'm sure they would appreciate that all right i'm done i love y'all have a great week is it yeah we will see you very very soon